Okay, B'Shem Hashem Na'asev V'Natsiach. I wanted to say that, um, in my humble opinion, one of the best things in the world that's more valuable than all the diamonds and real estate in the world is a good friend. And I wanted to do a shout out to my uh, good friend, Rab Michal Motamedi. He learns every day and hour with one of the greatest poskim that we have today for the Sephardim, Rabbi Netanelli, ask all his question to this, this great Talmud Chacham, Rab Gidon ben Moshe. So Rab Gidon told my friend, um, and we just want to, I want to a little bit give, give a hashkafa to this, why I'm giving this year on this specific topic, because I really do try to be very selective what I give my shirim on. See, he told me something fascinating from Rav Avadia. He said the minag of Rav Avadia was that throughout his life he would always have grape juice for the four ko- kosos. And the reason that he told his Talmud, Rav Gidon ben Moshe, Shalita, is that he held that the wine would cause him to fall asleep and he was very makbid that he wanted to stay up the whole night of Pesach. And this is something that the great Panavitcha Mashkiach and the Mirror Mashkiach, Rav Chatzka Levenstein, from the greatest Talmidim of Kelm, he would always say that, by the way, Rav Avadia would say this countless times in Ashirim also, this same idea that, and this has to do with Das, but uh, that was our previous thing, but one must never sacrifice something that's Minataira for some, at the, at the luxury of something that's only Midurabanan. So Rav Avadia's Hanhaga was, Talmataira can I get Kulam, right? And it's also a big Indian to stay up the whole night. So since halachically he held that um, it's okay. I'm Yitze. Rav Chaim Kanievsky told me to my face when I went to get a bracha for my son Yaakov Chaim that he also held that grape juice is as good as yayin. He told it to me. He said he wanted to give me a bracha for a son. He said, I hold grape juice is halachically the same thing as yayin, but to get the segula, you have to do havdalah on wine. So Rav Chaim told me this and Rav Avadi held this. So I just wanted to, I have a podcast every day. I give two minutes to people that are interested in not wasting their time. I think there's a very important insight to realize that, of course, there are poiskim that holds you. You have to have wine, at least half wine, half grape juice, so you can be a tzacherus, because it's a, what are the, one of the only mitzvahs, you know, 70% of the mitzvahs of the taryag we can't do nowadays, because there's no beis amikdash. But a lot of poiskim hold you should have some wines, because so you could get jolly, and get derecheros. It's like you're, you have to be on that upbeat and jolly simcha de kamut. But um, what I'm trying to bring out, what we're going to talk about tonight is strictly um, matzah. Because ba'avonateinu arabim, the only thing that is minataira nowadays that we eat, Pesach we don't have. And we acknowledge that at the beginning of the Haggadah, right? That we were, we, we yearn that Mashiach comes and we were able to have the Kayin Gadol lead us in bringing our Korban Pesach. And Maror is also only the Rabbanan. The only thing that we that we really eat, of course, the mitzvah of Vigadatel Abincha is the Raisa, right? Saying the Haggadah is the Raisa. But the only thing that we eat, the grape juice for sure is the Rabbanan. And therefore, since matzah is minataira, 
I wanted to laser focus on two. This class has two parts to it. First of all, how much matzah do we need to eat? This year is going to be on the, there's a fascinating machlaikis that I never knew till a few years ago. And I'm sure a lot of you don't know between the Rambam and the Balitosis. And I actually discussed this halacha a lot with Rabbi Netanelli. That's why also another reason that it's very precious to me. But we want to understand how much matzah must a Jew eat, because that's from Torah law. And that's what we want to put a laser focus on to do the most proper way, meticulously important way. And then also in how fast do we need to eat it? Because you know, if you, it takes you two hours to eat the matzah, you're not yaitza. You have to eat it plus. We're going to bring all the different machlekes apoiskim. So let's get right into it. Toysvis throughout Shas. There's a toysvis in Chulin. There's a toysvis in Yuma. And there's a toysvis in Krisus. The Bali toysvis in three places in Shas, they hold that Shi'ur, very simply they hold that, um, how much could a person fit into his mouth? Because that's where the shear of kabeza is. They hold a cup. It's two kizesim, right? So whatever a kabeza is, which is the size of an egg, an olive, I guess the olives in Israel at that time were pretty big, is half of whatever a... Uh, so mashma, shekezaitu kahatsibetza, right? A kezais would be half of what an egg volume is. And you know, to bench, by the way, you know that Minatayra, we only bench on a kezayis, our, our derabonan, because that's what really f- satiates you. That's how much bread satiates you. But our rabbanan said that, you know, even if you have a kezayis, you should bench. But when you bench on a kezayis, it's only midarabonan. You know that. So, the many poskim do go like the toysvis. That a, a kazayis is, um, you know, 50% of a beitza. But the, and the Shulchan Aruch actually passes like this. You could look in Arachayim, Tav Pevav, chapter 486, that Marana says, some say, and I quote him verbatim, the Shulchan Aruch says, Shiur kazayit, yesh omrim shiur kahatsi beitza. Some say that a, a, a kazayis is half of whatever egg volume is. And Ravavadia, by the way, this year is based on Yechavadat, Siman Tetzayin. And, um, Yudzayin in the uh, volume one. Now Ravavadia says that Maran, the Shulchan Aruch of Yosef Karo does not bring anybody that, um, argues on this. Everybody is what? Concurring with the Shulchan Aruch's things. Now, how much is it? The, the question here is, is that, um, the riff brings, and I read for you verbatim, the, the riff brings in, in the Gemara and Psachim, how much is a Kazayis? He says, Shishiur, Reviut, first of all, Reviut, how much need to drink in liquid form is like half, is like a, a kabeza, a volume of an egg and a half. And the Rambam and all of these people bring that in their, a thousand years ago, they translated as a, a beitza, the volume size of an egg, 
as 18 darham. They didn't have grams at that time of the Rambam and the Rif, but they did have what? Darhams, which was kind of like an ancient version, uh, archaic version of the... Um, What's that comparable to? We're going we're gonna to get to it. We're going to get to it. But the, the bottom line is this, that the um, 18 darham, okay? So 18 darham is what the, the post came say, and this is actually the minog. All of the Sephardic poskim, the greatest of the Sephardic achronim, which is Maran Achida, that wrote 70 Svarim, and he's the, uh, after the Shulchan Aruch, he is the highest caliber Sephardi achron. That some say the same way we accepted all the Shulchan Aruchs, Halachos, we, we accepted all the Chida. He wrote all, over 70 Svarim, the Chida, and the Ben and Rav Chaim Filaji. They also concur. The Minhag also, it's not only that three great Sephardic Achroinim say that it's 18 Darham, is a Kabeza, but the Petach, the Vir, and many Poiskim said the Minhag was always from where we knew that um, we measured a Kabeza is 18 Darham, okay? But there's a fascinating, fascinating Prichadash, which, which throws a major, major monkey wrench into this. And the Prichadash says, I don't understand. I mean, the Prichadash is famous or infamous as, as always arguing on the Shulchan Aruch. The Prichadash says that, wait a second here. There's a Rambam. And you can look up at this Rambam. It's in chapter 8. Hilcha Shabbos, Halacha 8. 8-8. Eight, eight. Easy way to look it up. Hilcha Shabbos. The Rambam says that a gregaris, right? Chas if somebody eats on a Yom Kippur, he, how much is he chayiv to get kares? Gregaris, the size of a date. He says a date over there, the Rambam very crystal clear, argues on the Toysis, by the way, because he says the shear of a gregaris is one-third that of a beitza, of an egg. Now, we always know, and he bases this on the Gemara in Eruvim Dafpei, now, we always know that um, Shir Gregeris, who yoiser Mishir Kazayis, what's bigger, a date or olive? Obviously what? A date. And yet the Ramam says that a date is only what? Again, Shir Gregeris, who shlish Kishir Beitza. So the, the, the Pre-Chadash is shocked that why the Shulchan Aruch we know the Shulchan Aruch, by the way, you know, before the Shulchan Aruch came out, especially for the Sephardim, to this day, the Yemenite Jews, they do everything according to the Rambam. And I want to ask you a question. Those millions of Sephardic Jews that lived in the Middle East and Babylonia and all those places, before the Shulchan Aruch was written, right? What would they do? Who would they follow? They would always follow what? The Rambam. So much so that Ravavadia says, it's brought down in historically, the, the uh, great historians that are Talmidei Chachamim, they say the Shulchan Aruch is very hesitant to ever argue on the Rambam. Because the Min, a lot of times in a lot of different communities, the Minhag was like what? The Rambam. So what, you're going to change everybody's Minhag because you came and wrote the Shulchan Aruch? What, you're better than the Rambam? I mean, we're not here to compare our Gedolim, but the Rambam was, uh, you know, somebody that was, uh, Unbelievably great. 
So the the, the, the is very very upset at the Shulchan Aruch. He says, first of all, according to the Rambam, a kezayis is at most only one third of a kabetza, not one half of a kabetza, and therefore the 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 uh, prichadash that was very only kind of was a contemporary of the Shulchan Aruch lived a few just a few years after. He goes that, um, you know, I, why would I follow Tosfos versus the Rambam? And the, the Prichadash says that Shekain Iker Kedasa Rambam, he says that the uh, Akazayis is not like the Shulchan Aruch says and the Tosfos says. He says, I would, I would follow that it would only be, be six Darham. You understand? So it comes out fascinating Machlekes that, um, it comes out a very big Machlekes Harishainim here. On one side, we have the three Balitoisvis in three different places of the Shas. They hold that a Kazayis basically is half a Kabetza, and therefore, according to the Rif and the other Rishon, in, in their measurements, they, they measured it and they said, our Messiah is nine Darham. But according to the Rabbeinu, Tom also happens to hold like the Rambam, by the way. The Rabbeinu Tom is a big Rishon. It comes out that the Rambam and the uh, Rabbeinu Tam, they hold that it's only what? A third. And a third would be, a third of 18 Darham would be a six, six Darham. Now, there was a great, great, great Sephardic Posik that his name was actually Rabbi Shmuel Kohen Gadol, they would call him. They would, he was such a great Tamachalim, they would call him Rabbi Shmuel Kohen. The Zera Amet. He, he wrote the first Tshuva, you know, when we had the Corona, he's the first one that says that you should before they had vaccination, they had something called incolation. He's the first person that says that it's 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 good to put it's okay. It's the right thing to put yourself in danger to get vaccinated. So the Zera Amit even has a bigger problem with the Shulchan Aruch. And this I asked Rabbi Netanelli, which we'll get to. He says not only that, first of all, we 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 demonstrated the, the Rambam and the Rabbeinu Tam argue on all these toises, and they they hold that it's a third. Olive size is not a half of an egg. It's a third of an egg, which, which would translate to six darham. But he says, he brings a raya from the rif, the Rambam we already knew from the Pichat, and the Rosh. So he says, oh my goodness. The Shulchan Aruch told us in his introduction to his book that how does he come to his conclusions, right? Right, this is the most famous thing. The Shulchan Aruch says that Push comes to shove. See, that's the greatness. And I, I know, you know, you know how much I love the Ashkenazim. My, my greatest people up here are all Ashkenazi. But one of the great things that the Rambam and the Sephardic Achronim do, they always want to get to the halacha lamaisa. After all the pill pull and you make a hundred somersaults, lamaisa. What do we need to do? Bottom line is, you, you know, you need to pull the trigger. What halacha? Who do we follow? You know, because there's all these different Rishonim. So the Shulchan Aruch gave us a very clear formula. He says the three number one people I make as the pillars to the Shulchan Aruch is the Alfasi, the Rif, the Rosh, and the Rambam. If any, in, in any given sugya, if two of them follow one opinion, like when you give testimony, so the Sarah Ahmed is shocked. He says, first of all, both, both the Rambam and the Rosh 
and the riff, they hold that it's a third. It's not a half. So it should be six darham. So the Zera Ahmed also says, he, he, he says he has no way. By the way, if anybody wants to do homework, the Grah in Shulchan Aruch comes to, it's a very big question on the Shulchan Aruch, why he would abandon his three number one pillars and go follow the Toysavis, which is very unusual for the Shulchan Aruch to do. The Grazal has a yeshiv to this. That's above the scope of our lecture. But the Grazal is also bothered by the Shaila. He brings a yeshiv to the Shulchan Aruch. But the Zerah Ahmed says he's very, very disappointed. He don't, he doesn't understand. He doesn't want to argue on the Shulchan Aruch. He doesn't have as much guts as the Prichadash did. <laughs> but he says at the end of the day, if anybody's sick or a child or anybody's older, he says they can, they can, if it's, if they get a stomach ache or they get ill by eating too much matzah, he says easily, <laughs> you have more than enough great people to be Saylachan. I mean, the Shulchan Aruch is very important. Kaiso accepted the Shulchan Aruch, but in the end of the day, the Shulchan Aruch is not following his own formula, and he's he's putting aside who? The Rambam, the Riff, and the Rosh. He's going for a larger. He's, I guess, the Shulchan Aruch is going for a much larger. Now, I want to tell you like it's little secret here. By the by the way, nowadays Baruch Hashem, we have a lot of money. Baruch Hashem, Kanainahara, we've never been blessed. But if you interview the people from the Alter Heim, they were not eating that much matzah. They didn't have that much money. It, it, I, I have a theory to say that they probably were, were being saimich on, on the, the sheet of the three, th- three main halachic rishonim, which is the Ramam, the Rif, and the Rush. And that's why the Zerah Ahmed says, if anybody's ill or sickly or old, and it's too hard for them to have because we hold that uh, nine darham, a kazais, is 27 grams. So he says that you could have 20 grams, right? You could have six darham. And he says for sure anything that's derabanan, like kairech. Because some people, like me me included, some years I got terrible, terrible stomach aches from having the matzah. It's very hard to digest. And if you have a sensitive stomach. So I'll read for you verbatim. He says that, Maror, for example, like I told you, Maror nowadays is it is it the Araisa or the Rabbanan? It's the Rabbanan. So he says, Maror, you don't have to eat that much, especially Ashkenazi that have horseradish. You're gonna get a hole in your stomach. So you you want to go Shita's Chazanish on that one? It's 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 very hard. So the Zerah Ahmed says, listen, I'm more than happy to rely upon the Rambam, the Rif, and the Russians that Shulchan Aruch does 99 percent of the time, and therefore. Anything that's derabanan, like korech, like when we mix the afikomen and make the sandwich, that's only, it's, we say it in the Haggadah, Hillel made that zeicher lekorban, hanechel ala sova. He says all those things is, is fine. Now, I asked Rabbi Netanelli, I said, we, really, it's, I was very, it was bothering me a lot for a few days. And I met up with Rabbi Netanelli. I said, really, why would the Shulchan Aruch abandon his three great pillars and go follow the Tosos? He said that, the Shulchan Aruch had some type of Ruach HaKodesh. He felt that in Shamayim, even though usually, right, he tells us in the introduction that the way I come to my halachic conclusions is following two out of the three. Here's three out of the three going, right? It's not only two out of the three, it's three out of the three follow this, this sheet of one-third of a, that a Kezai is, is one-third of a Kabeza. But he says that it must be that Maran saw in his Ruach HaKodesh you know, 
Rabbi Netanelli told me. He said, he said that it must be that Maran saw that the halacha in Shamaim is that, um, you know, Hashem wants it that, you know, it sh- it, we should eat more. I guess it gives us more spiritual energy, whatever. No, no, the three Allah Kaposkim, that's how they learned, that's how they interpreted the the thing, right? The Shulchan are coming at a later time in history, and he has to decide which opinion to follow. So the the pre-Chadosh and the Zera Ahmed are just telling you, just for your knowledge, you should know. But this, 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 this thing is very important, what I'm going to tell you right now, because the Gra, Grazal in the Sefer Shari Rachamim, the Talmidei Gra said the Gra, based on this whole sugya, the Gra Baruch Hashem, who Kulan was aware that Shulchan Arach had abandoned the three pillars and went like Taisvis. But the Grazal says it's for this reason. Now, this is a very important halacha lamaisa, because I've, in the last year, I, 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 I told a few people this, and it's a very important mitzvah. It was, it was worth it for you to come to Philly just to hear this. It's a, it's important mitzvah to, to warn people because the Grozal, the Grozal says that that's why, and I'll read it to you from, um, Sefer Min Hage Hagra. The Groz says, He says, and Rav Avadia also agrees with this, as does anybody with common sense that has das. <laughs> the Grozal says, listen, you're getting yourself into very murky and dangerous waters because a lot of people, they think I'm going to eat a slice of pizza or I'll eat some slice of, you know, bread and I don't need to bench because it's only 20 grams. Well, guess what? According to the Rambam and the Rosh and the Rif, and as we'll see a lot of later day post game, it's a whole machlok is how to translate the 18 darham into grams. That's another, you know, technical thing. But the Grot says, any time, he says, either you have less than 20 grams or you have more than 27 grams. If you get into this gray area, you shouldn't do that. You know why? Because now you're in a suffix. According to the Taisis and the Shulchan Aruch, you do have to bench. You don't have to bench. But according to the, all the main post scheme and the pre-Chadash, it's, it's, a, it's an astonishment thing. Now, Rabbi Netanelli said the Shulchan Aruch saw in Ruach HaKodesh, but who has the guts to go against the Rambam, the Rosh, and, Rosh and the Rif? So this gray zone, right? Between 20 and 27 grams, the Gras says, and Rabbi Netanelli said, yes, he, he instructed me that I should teach this to everybody. So you guys, you might tell me them, anybody that's watching, I'm going to send this to Rabbi Netanelli's Talmidim. This is something that one has to be careful of. Because if you have a conscience, which is a good thing to have, and fear of Hashem, which is the whole goal that we're trying to get to, right? Because Tyre without fear of Hashem is worthless, like somebody that, as Tyrant doesn't have Das, is worthless. So at the end of the day, who has the guts to be between 20 and 27 grams, right? And according to a lot of post scheme, you need to, you need to, um, you need to, uh, you need to bench. And this brings me to the final portion of this part of the class, and then we'll quickly finish up this year. The great Balatanya, the founder of the Chabad movement, for all my Chabad Talmidim, he brings in tough pay vav another issue. He's also bothered. This is actually a very big problem that the Achronim are bothered with. 
Like, what's going on? Who should we follow? Should we follow the Rambam? The Shulchan Aruch himself told us we should also always follow the Rambam, the Rosh, and the Rif. Now he goes like the Toysus. The, 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 the same problem the Grah had and the Zera Emet and the Prichodesh, the Achronim have, they have a problem. So the, the Griz, one of the great Balatanya, the Alter Rebbe, Shulchan Aruch Arav, he says a fascinating thing. He says, listen, anything that's Minataira, for example, the first night, you know, is the second night, gentlemen, Everything we do the second night, is it, is it Midaraisa or Midarabana? Midaraita or Midarabana? What is it? Darabana. So he has a fascinating chap. The Grizz says that, listen, the way I make peace between this whole problem is that I'll tell you, anything that's Torah, since the Shulchan Aruch was Machmar like Taisus, let's follow Taisus and we'll have the larger volume, right? Which is what? 27 grams or nine, nine darham, right? The ancient measurement. But I'll read for you verbatim. Aval b'maror. Maror, like we said, is the Rabbanon. So the Shulchan Harav is saying the same thing that Zerah Aymet said, the, our Kohen Gadol, Rishmal Kohen Gadol. He says, since Maror, even the first night is the Rabbanon, or anything that's the second night the, 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 that's the Rabbanon, he holds you could be Mekel and only have 20 grams. A lot of people don't know this. I, I didn't even know this. I mean, it's a fascinating thing to know. And he says, but, but the, the Graz does give us a warning sign. He says that, he says that by, by benching, because you know, a lot of Rishonim also hold Alamichia's military. Did you know that? The Rashba, many Rishonim hold that to, to, to say Alamichia after having cake and cookies and cereal is also, it's the same thing as benching. It's a whole Machlekis Rishonim also, whether Alamichia is the same, is it, is a mitzvah sasei deraisa. Some hold that, what difference does it make? That, okay, that you washed on, but this is also wheat. So who cares? Since it's sweet, a lot of Rishonim hold that. So the, the Graz says that if you, um, and I read it verbatim, he says, He says the same thing as the Graz. So isn't that a great night? We made a, a lot of peace tonight. Rabbi brings that he says the same thing. He said, don't go into that gray zone between 27 20 and 27, you understand? Either have less than 20, so according to all shitas, you don't need to say a bracha, achrona, or bench, or have more, 27 or more, right? So to, to finally finish off, originally Rabbi Vadya, many decades ago in the 70s, said that 18, uh, 9 darham was 29 grams, but later they found, um, they did an archaeological test and they did more scientific research. In the final Conclusion, the, uh, they came out that a, uh, a kazayis is 27 grams. And that's what we should do. That, of course, um, the first night, going back to the beginning of this year, to summarize, since the first night is the Raisa, definitely for matzah, one should be machmir. And Ravavadya says there's absolutely no problem to measure. If you, if you really want to, I mean, um, I had over here, the now approximately out of the round shmura matzah, how much is a so definitely one half of the thin matzah is definitely a kazayas and one third of the thicker ones, right? The second night, if you want to go like the Rambam and the the Balitaisis, you could be making like the Paiskim to say one third of the th- thin ones or one fourth of the thicker ones, but I just want to. I would be doing you a disservice because there's also a machlekes how to translate this darham. 
See, there's many Sephardic poskim, the great Rosh Hashiva, Chacham Ben Sion Abba Shaul, which is another machlokas for another night, whether you go according to weight or volume. Rav Avadia says, if you have 27 grams, for sure you'll have 27 grams worth of volume, because it's a whole different machlokas how you, really we should go by volume, not by weight. But just to let you know, the great chief rabbi, which was a great Moroccan poisek, Rav Mashash, Rav, Avad, Rav Ben Sion Abba Shaul, they say it's 20 grams. They hold, they hold that nine darham is not 27 grams. See, that's another reason to be machmir for that thing, the gra and the balatanya, the shulchan harav say. Because according to a lot of poiskim, anyways, 20 grams is a kazayis. And a lot of Ashkenazic poiskim hold that way. Rav Mazuz and Rav Moshe Levi, one of the greatest people that died very young, was gonna, he wrote many svarim. He was a goin adir, Rav Moshe Levi. The Menuchas Ava, and he also holds like that. He was a great Sephardic postkin. He also holds that it's 20 grams. Just like I said last week, I just want to say that the um, last night, last week we gave a shear whether Shmura Matsu you could use the machine made. If the second night, it seems that definitely one could be Mako. Rav Mazuz holds that 15 grams of, 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 since it's much thicker, you know, the machine made matzah 15 grams already you're getting enough volume of nine darham. So he holds that. That's that. Now, another very important component that we're going to cover very quickly is how quickly does one need to... Um, one has to be very careful not only to have the 27 grams of matzah, which is minataira, but also one has to have it... Okay, here's a very important thing. If you eat your matzah like an ant or a turtle... You haven't really experienced the whole flavor of it, and it's not considered eating according to Torah. You understand? We see this throughout Shas, that wh- wherever we eat, that's why, by the way, parenthetically, everybody, you never make a bracha achroina on soup or on ice cream, because it usually takes more than four or seven and a half minutes to eat it. Eating according to the Torah is within a certain time frame, because then you have pleasure from it. You ex- it's a real eating experience. It's not like you're eating like a nibbling on it, or snacking on it. So therefore, another very important thing that we have to be machmer about is that we have to have the matzah within the shear of bichtei achilas pras. Now what is that? So there's a few different shitas here, and we'll end off with a fascinating, fascinating um, thing from Chacham Ben Sion Abba Shaul that he that he brings down, which I um, did mis- misplace his Haggadah. Shani, if you could help me find Chacham Ben Sion's Haggadah. I don't know if... Oh, it's right here. I got it. So, it's co- brought down in the name of the Chassam Seifer that Bichtei Achilas Pras, he's the most liberal out of all the Shitot. He holds that Achilas Pras could be up to what? Nine minutes. The Aruch... The Aruch Laner, one of the main Mefarshim on Al-Shas, and Rav Chaim Filaji, which was one of, one of also the all-star Svartik Achroinim, he also wrote 70 Svarim. Rav Kalevsky Zatzal was a big chassid of him. Rav Chaim Filaji, which was the chief rabbi of Turkey, he holds that Bichtei uh, Achilas Pras is seven and a half minutes. And this is how Rav Avadia Paskins Bidievid. So maybe the second night, but definitely the first night, one should speed up the process. The Stei Chemet brings a third shita, 
Mishem the Darke Hayra, the Stechemet was a, had a photographic memory and wrote an encyclopedic, um, Talmudic Kalachic that has like around, uh, eight volumes, the Stechemet, Rav Echeskel Madani. He seems to paskin that it's eight minutes. He, Rav Ovadia brings another shita from the great, great uh, Chabad Rebbe, which was a great Pesach and the Tzemach Sedek called six minutes. Now the most fascinating shita here, which maybe at one time, if Hashem gives me the zechut, the privilege and the honor, I, I, he's just, he was a great Chabad Chassid and he was a great Gon. He was a Talmud of the, the Rebbe's. The Tyrus Chassid, he, he, he was a Lubliner. He, li- he lived in the Lublin. He brings a fascinating thing, which I think, who am I to decide between these giants? But just, for, I did a lot of research on this sugya and I, re- I went to his tshuva that I printed here. He brings rayas from throughout Shas that, and I think this is actually the most accurate. Think about it like this, guys. Would it take you the same time to swallow lettuce maror than it takes you to swallow hard, dry matzah? He has a fascinating shita, which he brings a lot of rayas to from, from many places in Shas. He was a great guy. And he says it depends on the food. Depending on how easy the food is to swallow, right? So it could be that, according to him, since, you know, by the way, you know that Sephardic, our matzahs were more like lafa bread, you know that. Then they, it, it, um, my dear friend that we started the shir from, he has a whole shikal tire that that's the way we should do it. You're not really yaitzelachatchila because it's like the taimani. No, the marak, all, everybody. The thing was, guys, you have to understand, commercial money corrupts everything. What happened in Europe was that it was the the factories, it's much more in their benefit to use the dry matzah that 99% of the world eats because it has a five-year, 10-year shelf life, right? But I can guarantee you... Our, our grand, great grandparents that the first Seder that they were eating in Mitzrayim, they were not eating dry cracker like. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a commercial thing. Even I, Chas we're not trying to put down Ashkenazim. We're just trying to say why certain things are the way they are. We, we love everybody, but what the Lubliner, what the Lubliner Taras Chesed is saying is very, very, I think is very Emeslamitai. He says, listen, try this. Tomorrow, as a thing, it's much harder to swallow and chew dry matzah than it is to have like a maror. Our minhag for the Swaradim is we have romaine lettuce, which you have to be very careful not to be negligent, not to check it properly. It's better to now the people that are making half a million dollars wedding, they should they could buy the twenty bag, uh, you know, ro- romaine lettuce because you know. It's good to use your money for at least uh, not to show off and be extravagant, like we learned in the Mesilasisharim. But the issue that he says, he says that it depends on the food. If something is very easy to chew, then the shear would be what? Much smaller. If something is very hard to chew, like the matzah, now that's something to contemplate that you shouldn't feel too guilty. That if you're saying on the seven and a half minutes or it's, it's sometimes a big challenge to, like Rabbi Moshe, for example, and the Chazay Nish and Rabbi Yashif, they, all three of them hold that you only have three minutes. 
How is it physically possible to fit that into your mouth? But the thing that Rav Avadia, based on the Aruch HaShulchan, you know, that the Rosh Hashiva Zatzal Rav Weinberg was a big fan of the Aruch HaShulchan because he held it's a modern version of the Rambam since we don't paskin like the Rambam. But we do paskin like the Aruch HaShulchan and the Aruch HaShulchan, uh, it's just a fascinating sefer because it's a base Yasef. The way he, he brings it down you should know that both Rav Henkin and Rav Moshe say that if there's a, ever a machlekes, the Mishnah Buran Aruch HaShulchan, since the Aruch the Chavetz Chaim is our Kain Gadol and he was great, but he was a, he was a Rosh Hashiva, he wasn't a Rav, and the Aruch HaShulchan was in the, in the dugout, you know, sweating the people's sweat and he was a Rav, he was a Paisik, and Rav Moshe and Rav Henkin held that we should go like the Aruch HaShulchan, Rav Shachetavitz, we were once in based in, Said that the, the Aruch Hashulchan is the number one end of the Achrayim. So Rav Avadia paskins lechatchila, like the Aruch Hashulchan and Rav Chaim Kafa Chaim Filaji. That I'm sorry, the Kafa Chaim Sofer. There's two Kafa Chaims. The Kafa Chaim that lived a hundred years ago, the Sfardi Mishnah right? He paskins like them that it's four minutes. So if you're Ashkenazi, you have to know the street of Rav Moshe. And the Chazanish is three minutes. And this is the last uh, pearl of wisdom I'm going to leave you guys with. Chacham ben Sion has a bomb chiddish that makes our life easy. Chacham ben Sion was somebody that the, when he entered a room, Rabbi Yashiv used to get up in front of him and come shake his hand. The Briskarov was mechabedin. He was the, the, the great genius. He was a Persian, actually. He was a great, great uh, Sephardi Rosh Hashiva of Purat Yosef. He says something which is just marvelous, and I'm going to read it verbatim, and we'll finish the shir with this. He says, He says, You should try to get into your mouth one kazais of matzah and one kazais uh, of moitzi matzah. You know, because lechatchila, the rosh, we pass it like the rosh, so it's good to have by moitzi matzah two kazaises. You know that. Which would be the full kabetza. And he says you should chew it well and he says if you don't chew it well also it could be you're not yoitza because you're not, that's not a normal, it's achila gasa. But here's his number one, he, Rab, okay, this is also good to know, Chacham ben Sion, so definitely according to the Sephardim we go with four l'chatchila. We don't hold like Rab Moshe and the Chazanish because both Rab Ovadia and the Rab Ben Sion, the Orlet Sion, they hold what? Four, right? Sephardim, we have to, right? If you want to time it, you, you go four. Because that's how Chacham Ben Sion also passes. He says, Rav Avadia and Chacham Ben Sion says, if somebody's sick, Chas Shalom, or somebody's older, what is the second Bidyevet Shita? Seven and a half. Like the Aruch Laner and Rav Chaim Filaji. And, you know, he says, at the, if you really, really you have the Khatam Sofer to be Saimikhan also. If somebody's really, really stretching it and it's really they're in a critical situation, they could go up to nine minutes. But here's the here's the thing that he the uh the number one thing that he says. He says that he says that but the thing that he says is that um we only start the time starts clicking guys only when you start uh, swallowing it 
You understand? She says the whole time that you're chewing it is that's not the time that um I don't know why I can't find it here, but he says that um the 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 time only starts kick, clicking, which is a, makes our life much easier from when you start what, not from when you start chewing it, from when you start what, swallowing it, which would make sure, which would make sense the shita of the um, of the marcheshes and the kilas yankiv, because Rav Chaim Kanievsky's father says you only have two minutes. Or you only have three and a half minutes according to the Marcheshes. So that's something to ponder. May Hashem help us that ultimately everything we do the night of the Seder should be Nachas Ruach and uh, Hashem should accept it. Next year we should be in Shalayim. Amen. Amen. Amen.